Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hi, this is Tiki Barber. Nearly 1.5 million New York City residents, including one in three children, will experience hunger this year. Act now by supporting WFAN and Why Hunger's annual Hungerthon. Help us end hunger for good at hungerthon.org. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Inside the 10 o'clock hour, Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to AM, we've got two hours left coming up at 10.20. Cameron Mabin, former Yankee, MLB Network analyst. We're going to talk baseball with Cam. Uh, In the 11 o'clock hour, my Casamigos big shot of the night. No one in New York playing, but I have eyes on the Cavaliers 76ers in-season tournament game. It's a pretty good one. Philly's up 110-108. And I cannot wait to go home and watch the highlights of the Pacers-Hawks game. Listen to this final score. 157 to 152. (laughs) Yo, are you serious? Over 300 points scored? Buddy Heald had 24. Halliburton had 37. Obi Toppin had 21. Everybody in their starting five had over double digits for the Pacers. And then for the Hawks, Trey Young had 38, DeJounte Murray 28. Bog wow. Like this is nuts. Like, did anyone play defense? Bogdanovic had uh 26 off the bench. I just saw Chris Kirshner say that this was the greatest regular season NBA game that he ever saw, and that was played in the in-season tournament. So I guess there's good hoops going on on this Tuesday. No hockey on, no NFL on, the NBA taking the main stage, but no Nets on, no Knicks on. So let's move on. Let's get back to the phones before we break in 10 minutes and bring Cameron Mabin in. Pete is in Rockaway. What's up, Pete? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. How you doing? Uh, that, that basketball game, you sure that wasn't the all-star game with that score? <laughs> That's nuts. I'm like, I want to go see the highlights. It's all makes. No defense. All makes. (laughs) Well, I wanted to be thankful for two things tonight. One is uh, it's a nice stormy night in Rockaway here. And uh, I want to also express what I think all the fans would agree with me, that um, I'm very thankful that you have a show 
that I can call into a professional like you, and um, I I just um, admire the way you treat your callers oh, with thank so you. much respect and yeah, so much understanding. And um, I'm blessed I just to be want here. To I'm, I'm thankful that you know, like I said in my open, I have the opportunity to do this to connect with fans. People listen. People show me a lot of love. People call in. Uh, people are online on Twitter, on my TikTok. There's there's just a lot of love that has come from the time and energy and, uh, you know, everything I've done in the two years that I've been on the fan. It's been two years since my first show, and uh, I'm just blessed. I, you know, I'm reflecting on, on a lot of it, and people like yourself calling in to say that, like, I, I'm here for you guys. I put together notes and guests, and I do all of this to deliver, and, and I'm glad I can help some people pass the time on this Tuesday night. Sounds good, and keep doing what you're doing. Uh, okay, I, I want to talk about the Yankees, and I don't think the Yankees are ever going to win with the guys that they have around as a supporting cast for Aaron Judge. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to name three guys, and it might be a surprise to say that these guys are albatrosses around the Yankees' necks, neck, and the Yankees won't win with these guys. And I'm talking about Rizzo, Torres, and Stanton. And I'll okay. start with Stanton. I'm trying to get my computer to work here. I wanted to, uh, to figure out what's the average number of at-bats that Stanton has had in his Yankee career. And I'd be willing to say it's less than 130 at-bats a year. And I might be being generous with that. And the guy's too injury-prone, and then when he comes back from the injury, it's like spring training for him all over again. He loses the strike zone. He strikes out a million times. He's barely a 200 hitter. He just doesn't, yeah, you know, too much with the exit velocity of his homers. Uh, you know, and ooing and eyeing. But meanwhile, I think he, he drags the lineup down. Uh, should I keep going, or you want to comment on that? Yeah, I was going to say we're going to talk to Cameron Mabin about Stanton coming up. Uh, he might be listening now. It's going to be a good conversation, but I just think Stanton is here. That's a Cashman move that he made, and he thought he was making a big fish move, uh, kind of jumping ahead of the class of Machado and Harper and going to get Stanton. And I've always said it, it was a redundant move. You have a right-handed a 50 home run hitting right fielder, and now this guy's breaking down, and uh, I, I hope he can bounce back and be better. Uh, what are your thoughts about Rizzo? Uh, Torres, we probably agree on, but uh, what are your thoughts about Anthony Rizzo? I just, I, and by the way, I love these three guys. I, I don't regret that the Yankees got them Stanton, Rizzo, and Torres. Yeah, they've, all me, had, they've all had good moments. Yes, and uh, as far as Rizzo is concerned, I just think he's, um, how shall I say, too enamored with Aaron Judge. I just, you know, yeah. he seems like he's got uh, twinkles in his eyes whenever <laughs> he's around Aaron Judge. <laughs> They're their best friends. Their dogs yeah, hang out. Yeah, and I, I just don't see much in him anymore. He had a rough year. He seemed to uh, have a hole in his bat. Uh, swinging at pitches that are up in the zone. He was trying concussed. To jack him out. I, I got to give him a break on this year. That's what I was going to ask. I got to give him a break on this year because they ran him out there with post-concussion syndrome. Like he had symptoms from being concussed, and the Yankees cleared him. And we could tell he wasn't right. We could tell that he wasn't right. And uh, I, I want to see him bounce back this year. It might just be, you know, Father Time has caught up with him. But, man, he was going so well. I, I'll never forget his Mandalorian bobblehead night. He looked like the best player on the team. Yeah, no, he got off to a good start, and I, I, I too, uh, hope for the best for him. 
And uh, last but not least, I'm sorry I might be unpopular with this one, but I see I have always seen Glaber Torres as Robinson Cano light. He just, uh, you know, I, I don't. Cano I'm, is better. I'm sick of I'm sick of seeing like they're down seven zip in the fifth inning, and he's you know joking around on the bench. Just a bad look, and I, I I I notice it too often. I don't mind the guys laughing and joking on the bench. What I mind with Glaber is giving up outs, right? It, you know, what, whatever the score is, running into outs on the base pass yeah. is inexcusable. He did that with Luis Luis Castillo on the mound. We were we were going up against the Mariners, and I'm like, you can't have that. We need every out with this guy. You're giving this guy outs, or him booting a double play ball against the Cubs, which leads to us losing that game and series. You had to double play to get out of the inning, and you boot it because, I don't know, you're just not thinking. Or the Tiger series where uh, he airmails a, a throw to the first baseman, and, and that's the game. There's just too yeah. many like routine, fundamental plays that at 26 going on 27, he's been playing baseball his whole life. He's playing second base. They told us he projected as a shortstop. This guy's got to make those simple plays. He's got to be better in the field and on the base pass, or they should cut ties with him. Yeah, I mean, it just reminds me just too much of Robinson Cano, uh, you know, laughing on the bench and uh, when after they get swept in the worst. To game. me, was more like so confident in his fielding and so confident in, 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 in his throwing that he was nonchalant. He did everything very cavalier-like, very, you know, not trying too hard. But I, yeah. I don't know. He, I think he was a better hitter than Glaber and a better player. When, when, when he left, when Robinson Cano left, I was upset about it. The last two years, I've been saying trade Glaber Torres, trade Glaber Torres. I think his value is high right now. But I think that they've put themselves in a situation where you don't have enough hitters to trade away a Glaber Torres. He's your second best hitter. So we'll see what happens. I don't think they do it this winter. Maybe they do it at the deadline. But they've passed back-to-back years when Miami was interested in the kid. They're not going to pay him what he's going to get. What he's going to make in in the in the market for a second baseman um, hitting like he hits, he, the, the Yankees are not going to pay him long term with um, the infielders right. they have. And Cashman's always slow on the trigger. He he let um, Sanchez's value go down, 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 and of they could just release him. Miguel Andujar, Clint Frazier. I was just on a live going through the names of the Greg Birds and the Chance Adams and Justice oh, yeah. Sheffield and all these random guys that were supposed to be the Baby Bombers 2.0, and the only one that panned out was Aaron Judge. And look at how they handled Judge in the last couple years. Judge basically stuck it to him and uh, made them pay him more because they wouldn't do right by him in the first place. Cashman offered him um, $237 million, ended up paying him $360 million because <laughs> right. the guy says, all right, I'm going to show you. And he showed him. Yeah. He showed him. And we had a, we had a fun ride to 62, but I was here on the fans saying, I don't care about 62. He tied the record at 61. Shut him down. I want to get to the World Series this year. Exactly. This is the whole offense. We need this guy's bat. He's not going to be right in October. And then look what happened. I know. Well, I got to hit the road, but uh, thanks uh, as always, Keith, and keep it going. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the Yankees talk. Rizzo, Stanton, Torres as a surrounding cast. Will Judge win with these guys? I mean... I think they're going to try for this year. I think all three of those guys will be here on opening day. Uh, Geo, Andrew, Jake, I want to get to you guys. We will talk Giants on the fan after we bring in Cameron Maben. This is something I've been working on for the last 
couple weeks since our tweet kind of went viral on Yankees Twitter, baseball Twitter, with the thought that John Carlos Stanton might not want to finish his career here. And then the comments that Brian Cashman made kind of doubled down on that when they were in the daily news and not, you know, being spoken by Brian Brian Cashman. Cameron Maven is a former Yankee. He was in the Yes booth two years ago. He's on MLB Network now. I worked at MLB Network last year. Uh, I can't wait to bring Cam on. So let's take this break right now. You guys on hold. Stay on hold. I will get to you around 1030 or more like 1040 after we talk to Cameron Maven. This is Keith McPherson on the fan. He's coming up. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Right after this. Joining me right now, I've been talking him up for the last week or so, former Yankee. I mean, check his baseball reference. Former MLB player, played in a few different places. And the guy's a legend. He's on MLB Network as an analyst, somebody I admire a lot. It's Cameron Maben on the fan in New York. What up, Cam? My guy. What's up, man? It's been a long time coming. We should, we supposed to be and have done this, man. Yes, sir. Making history. I want to be like you when I grow up, man. I admire <laughs> you, man. I, I want to say, before we get started, seriously, man, you know, I'm a big uh, a Twitter, a big X. Uh, navigator, and, and I watch the hate, and that just lets me know, bro, you're doing everything you're supposed <laughs> to be doing. You know what I'm saying? You're right where you need Hell to yeah. be, man. I'm proud of you, bro, creating new avenues uh, for guys who love the game. So don't stop doing what you're doing, bro. It's a blessing, and, and I'm I'm excited to be on here with you tonight, brother. Yes, sir. Yeah, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Rob Sala you said me? that. Uh, and you know that's the land of the haters on, on X, on Twitter, on the internet. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Bunch of miserable people out there, baby. Yeah, but we're good people. We're positive energy yes, people, sir. man. That's yes, that's sir. something I loved about you when you were on the Yankees. Hug season, you came in and you were giving hugs in the in the clubhouse, in the dugout. You were making plays and you were just bonding with guys. Like where where does that positive outlook come from? I feel like we need it with the Yankees and the toxicity around the Yankees now more than ever. I, honestly, bro, I just uh, I've always been a, a person that just really exercises gratitude, man. Um, if I wake up, I feel like everything else is icing on the cake. And then, you know, two, it comes from my dad, bro. My dad always instilled in me that at the end of the day, what a blessing you get to to, to do to play a kid's game for a living. I think sometimes we we tend to take ourselves way too serious. We tend to tend to take our jobs, our occupations, uh, things that are going on in our life way too serious. So for me to be to to be able to have the opportunity to play baseball for a living, that something that so many young men and women grew up wishing they could do. You know, why wake up and be, be saucy or be pissed off? So, you know, I, I just exude positive energy. Uh, I'm a firm believer that, you know, uh, negativity, you know, likes company, but so does positivity as well. So I, I love to bring that positive vibe, bro. And, uh, 
you know, you know, I think the Yankees, you know, you know, when you're playing for the Yankees, when you're a Yankees fan, they can be a little bit stressed out, a little disgruntled. So you got to bring a little enthusiasm, a little, a little bright <laughs> light to the room from time to time. Yeah, you certainly lighten the mood. And I mean, right now the mood is not great. The Yankees go 82 and 80. Yankees Twitter is uh, trying to fire Brian Cashman. They they want to get you know any type of uh, Yamamoto, Soto, uh, Bellinger in here, any players that we can get, and they're trying to get guys up out of here. So you know, speaking of Twitter and X, our interaction from November 9th caught some traction because I was putting out there to fans that were coming to me. They're saying, um, you know, Cole's gonna opt out. He doesn't want to be here. And a fan said to me, "There's only one thing left to wake up Cash and Hal, and that's for judge judge to request a trade out of the Bronx." Your thoughts, Keith? And I said, Cole's not opting out. Judge has never requested a trade. And Stanton wants to finish his career here. And that's when you interjected and you said, you know, I agree with everything you said except the big G part. And I'll leave it there. I'm not putting words into his mouth, but I'm not so sure he wants to finish his career in the pinstripes. I'm sure he'd like to finish somewhere that actually appreciates how he's handled every second of being in NYC. Now, before you answer where that came from, we were about a week ahead of things because wow, an article bro, how, comes out. How in, crazy. How crazy. <laughs> that's just us talking on Twitter. But an article comes out in the Daily News where they dissected every word and sentence that Brian Cashman said out there at the, the GM meetings in Arizona, right? And when he was talking about Stan, he talked about his bat. He talked about how feared of a hitter he is. But he also said that getting hurt, being injured is a part of his game. And people ran with that one line. Right. Wow. He said it's a part of his game. So you and I were talking about being appreciated. And I think a lot of the fans thought it was against us. The fans booing him. The fans talking about him, hating on him on Twitter. But we were ahead of the curve because then the article wrote it as if the front office doesn't appreciate Big G. Now, we haven't heard from G. We heard a little bit from Joel Wolf. But where were yeah. you coming from as a former teammate and, you know, somebody that played for the Yankees as well? Yeah, so so honestly, I I I love to like I'm gonna say clear that up, but just kind of elaborate. And when, and when you said it, like I said, I'm a huge fan of yours. I, I love what you do. I love the content you you put out, and and I love talking baseball. You know, we talk sports. We're in the same fantasy football league. Um, so you, you have a clue. So for me, when I spoke about this, you know, I've known G since he was you know 17 years old. He used to be my roommate uh, when we played for the Florida Marlins at the time. I watched this guy grow up. Um, we have we have a really good relationship, and and at no point did I talk to to, to G and he said, "Hey Cam, I don't want to finish my my career in in New York." I think I was almost talking more so as a friend and and, a, and an ex player, a guy who knows how difficult it is to come out on any stage and perform for fans, uh, perform, perform under high expectation. But there's no higher expectation than putting on those pinstripes. I tell people all the time, Keith. You know, all the uniforms are made out of the same material, but for some reason those pinstripe uniforms feel a little bit heavier than every other uniform. Yep. I wore 10 different ones. Um, so for me, you know, I look at guys like Julius Randle, and I look at guys, and that's just one guy, but you look at guys who haven't fared well, uh, Joey Gallo of recent, and they also couldn't handle what comes with being, a, you know, a, a New York athlete. Um, it's a lot of expectation. There's a lot of um you know, things that these fans want to see and they expect. And when you don't always, you know, come to that that platform and that height, they can be extremely tough. But I watched this guy year after year. He never, you know, jabs back at the fans or jabs back at the criticism. He just keeps his head down and he continues to try to, to try to work. And I know he's had, you know, some, some you know, unfortunate uh, injury 
season. But he's a guy who I just think if, if you're a New York fan and you, we've seen the people who haven't been able to handle that pressure and we watch them fold and they say stuff in the media. We even saw Cash, you know, of recent, I think, kind of come to his boiling point almost, so to speak, yeah. and come to a point where he's kind of faced the most frustra- frustration that we've seen him face. So I was speaking from a standpoint of, you know, the guy is so talented. And what we do sometimes in sports, you know, I think we have such a quick – short memory so we get we get such amnesia and we and we don't sometimes take take time to appreciate greatness right and, and it's human nature so for me i just think the guy is a you know a physical specimen the things that he, he's been able to do in our game the pace that he's been able to do things in our game um i know the injuries are a big part of it, and i know that bothers a lot of his fans but nobody wants to be hurt nobody wants to be injured and uh you know for me it's just one of those things where you know i know he's hurt but but damn, you know, can we appreciate what what he has done? You know, he's been one of the better playoff Yankees. You know, he, do, he's do, destroyed the, the Boston the Red Sox. Struggles that they've had. You know I, what I mean? So, I appreciate him hitting home runs over the Green Monster. You, you you know what I'm saying? So he's had some some highlight moments, and I just think at times it gets lost, and it also gets lost too when you're playing with Aaron Judge. But, you know, New York loves Aaron yeah. Judge. So if you're not on Aaron Judge's level and you look like Aaron Judge and you're as big as Aaron Judge or bigger, you hit the ball harder. We, they expect they expect more, you know, and when you don't, you know, meet that expectation, you're trash, you're horrible, get rid of them. So for me, you know, I look at G and I just look at, you know, from a fan standpoint, damn, you know, you know, he has such a hard time playing in New York. I would love to go see him play in, you know, Cincinnati, go see him play somewhere quiet. Where he, he don't want to go to Ohio. <laughs> he spent, hey, but, you, but, you, but, but maybe, but maybe, you know, he spent so much time under the line. And I'm just throwing out places to be like, no, I, I know what you mean. The, I, I want to go see him play in the NL Central division that's a band box, somewhere where he might have a breath of fresh air, somewhere where it might not be as much pressure because he's, you know, he's been under a lot of scrutiny for years now. So it's just, you know, as a, as a friend speaking, I would love to see him finish up his, his career in a place where he's not getting bashed. And, hey, you know, even like Cash said, you know, he, he kind of – I think where Cash put his foot in his mouth where he could have just stopped. You know, we, we know he has an uh, injury history. But then, then he went as far as to be like, he's going to get hurt this year. We know it. You know, it was like that <laughs> yeah. was just throwing salt on the wound. So, you know, him going to a place where – you know, you can just go play and have some freedom, and it might be more incentive to, to hopefully stay on the field. I, I, I would, I would say so. That was just my aspect, my thoughts, and then how crazy, like I said, you, were, like you said, we were ahead of the story before it even came out, and and it kind of almost made my point look valid. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> <I did. laughs> to be honest, you know what I mean. So uh, that's my thing. Like I said this is a, these athletes are still human beings, man, and I'm still fresh, freshly removed from the field, so I still know what that feels like to have to just sit around where and when you're working your ass off trying to be the best you can be and you're just getting bashed and crushed when when you know you sacrifice so much throughout a season family friends time all types of stuff but granted you get paid a lot of a whole lot of damn money so you got you're going to sacrifice it but it's just you know people are still human at the end of the day so i was just speaking from a human standpoint no it was, it was great and i mean i thank you for uh replying to my tweet and coming on the show <laughs> we're talking with cameron maben if you don't know who cameron maben is you should google him if you're a baseball fan of course you're familiar with him if you're a yankee fan you remember him in the booth a couple years ago and on the field a few years before that now i want to respond to the john carlos stanton stuff as a fan someone who goes to 40 games a year, sits in the bleachers, yeah. sits in legends. Like, it was compounded this year, Cam. He is mm-hmm. the guy that we look at when Evan Neal attacks the fans and says, oh, who are these fans to have an opinion on me? They're burger flippers. We're like, whoa, whoa, that's not how yeah, you handle I it. I don't agree with that now. That's not, <laughs> that's not how you handle I'm, I'm it. A, I'm a fan. Hey, I'm a fan, Keith. I, I, and I, I don't agree with that. I, you know, I, I value fans who... 
Evan Neal, we we said, you got to look at John Carlos Stan. You got to look at how he handles the criticism, the boos. Nobody has been booed more than John Carlos Stanton, right? When Julius Randle did the thumbs down, even with the Mets, with Francisco Lindor, Javi Baez, we're like, listen, the fans have dragged John Carlos Stanton, and he stands in front of his locker, he takes it, and then when he's the hero, when he is hitting home runs, when he's going Barry Bonds in the postseason or against the Red Sox, he's the same guy. So we we respect him for that in New York. I think everybody has respect for the way that he's carried himself. But this year was compounded. It was one of the yeah. worst seasons in my lifetime and a lot of these young Yankee fans' lifetime going 82-80. and 80. And when Judge went down and Stanton came back, many people were saying he's got to carry the team. He's got to yeah. be Judge. No one can be Judge. And you know what? He struggled a bit. And it's year seven that we're going into with John Carlos Stanton, which is crazy that he's already played six seasons in the pinstripes. For him to bat under 200, for him to not be as effective, a lot of people piled on and they said it's his fault. It's on him. This contract, we got to get rid of this contract. Because now people are trying to figure out how to get the Yankees back to contention, how to get the Yankees back to the World Series. And they're saying this guy's got to waive his no-trade clause, but I don't think that's going to happen. I expect him to be here, and what I hope, right, is that he's working out, he's training, and I know he is, and that he'll be he'll he'll be ready to go because there was a point in this season where uh, he got thrown out at home base, and you would think oh, the, the, fans, the fans would not let it go. I it, was upset, man. It was, uh, listen, it, and I couldn't run. And, I, and again, and, I, and you have to be accountable, and I think that's where you, you, you gain and keep credibility. If you can't if you can't go harder than that, then you you shouldn't play, right? I mean that it looked it looked so bad. I remember watching it. it looked bad. It looked brutal, and it was just like if if that's all you can give, I'd rather not see you out there. You know what I'm saying? I just and that's that was my mindset. I remember to play like it was yesterday. It was, I mean, just hold him up. You know what I'm saying? I said that I'm like uh, Luis Rojas. If you know this man can't sprint, why are you sending him? Hold so him you, just, up. you know, you almost set him up. You almost set him up. You know what I mean? It's just like we we knew he couldn't run going into, and it's just I don't know. Like you said, so many things compounded. So many other things this year for for, for Big G for sure. Well, we're we're gonna have a better year next year, and I think he's gonna be 100%. a part of it. And I think now Cashman realizes, hey, uh, we we can't run him out there every day, but he does want to play in right field, play the outfield, and give Judge a rest. And you know what? It was Cashman's idea to turn him into a DH. It was Cashman and the Yankees' idea to say, we're going to sit you down and not have you out there in the flow of the game. We're going to make you our DH because we have Judge here. But anyway, let's go back to your time with the Yes Network. I liked you in the booth. I know it was one and done, but you came through fresh. I liked your suits. I liked your swag, your energy. I'm a big fan of the Caster. I thought you guys worked well. How did you yeah, like that? How did you like that experience getting to call Yankee games? There were some people saying, this guy's not a Yankee legend like David Cohn, like Paul <laughs> O'Neill. How did he get in the booth? And, and, and again, and I'm not. They, the people who said it, they were right. And I, and I know that was the criteria <laughs> to actually call games for the Yankees. You had to be an actual Yankee legend, but... When I tell you the experience was was amazing, uh, Michael Kay was was great. Uh, David Cohn was amazing. Paul O'Neill, all of those guys are great. Troy Benjamin, uh, the producer. I mean, so many guys that were great. Meredith was amazing to work with. So many helpful people that when I look at my journey from the beginning of the season to to where I ended, you know, I grew so much, and I and I really feel like I got so much better. Um, I, I definitely wish I, I could have came back. That's another conversation that wasn't, you know, anything on my end, and it didn't have anything to do with performance. Unfortunately, it was just uh, uh, some some uh, opinions of different uh, difference of opinions. 
Um, and that's okay. You know, I always feel like that means it wasn't the spot for me. But you know, a lot of opportunities came open, Keith, uh, from that opportunity. You know, being on that platform, a lot of people saw, I think, something special in me and, and saw some growth in me. Um, you know, I had an interview with a team today to possibly do a, a lot more color for a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty prestigious team in this league today. I, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully there will be some announcements, you know, later on. We don't know, but uh, – the, the the, it opened up a lot of doors for me. Let me say that, man. And, and just like I, you know, I would say, putting on that Yankee uniform on the field was special. But then going in the booth and just really doing research and really becoming even more of a student of the game than I was, and just understanding the history and and being up there with Michael K. Michael K. is one of the best to do it. I don't care what anybody yep. says. Uh, everybody has their opinion. Michael K. is one of the best uh, men that I've been around. One of the most selfless people I've been around. Uh, he, he texts me to this day. Uh, during the season, the holidays, the, the guy is a stand-up dude, man. Yeah. So I, I really have so much respect for him. Um, you know, so that should make you like him even more. But uh, the experience was, was a was a dream dream come true, and I'm just happy, you know, happy that I could say I was able to, you know, you know, start my next journey still with the Yankees, so to speak. So it was fun. It was a blessing, man. And uh, I've just taken it and I ran from there. Yeah, well, speaking of journey starting, you know, Paul and I were just talking about this. You hitting a homer in the old Yankee Stadium off of Roger Clemens, your yeah. first homer. Talk about the start of your journey like that. That's starting with a bang. That's like Jason Dominguez going yard off of Justin yeah. Verlander. <laughs> yeah, and and by the way, can't wait to get that guy back. Holy cow. Yeah, uh, the Martian. Was so much fun to watch in such a small sample. That kid is going to be special. I had a chance to talk to him, and I just told him, dude has ice water in his veins, bro. It's just like... He, he isn't phased by anything, but but going back to being able to play in the old Yankee Stadium, uh, make my debut there was was cool, as cool as I could, you know, anything that could ever happen other than having kids and getting married. Um, but to hit, you know, hit hit a home run, hit a home, get a hit, hit a home run, fill a bag. I'm a guy that you grew up watching, that you you know admired, thinking you know thinking and was one of the best pitchers that ever told the slab. I mean, what a moment! And then my grandmother who passed away a few months back. Uh, God rest her soul. She got to see me play. That was one of the few professional games that she got to see God me bless. play in the old Yankee Stadium. So those memories uh, will forever, forever go on and last, man. And it's just things that my son, he's 16 year old now. Uh, you know, he's a Duke commit, and you know, for him to be able to see those clips and those highlights, it's just really cool to sit back and watch it and think about, you know, those days, the grind, uh, those special moments, making, you know, being able to play on the same field as so many. So many Yankee greats and then just baseball legends. It's just an amazing memory that I'll never forget, man. It's just something that I really, truly cherish. You you mentioned your son, and I follow you on Instagram. What were you doing to get Drake to pop up at your son's practice? How did, how did Drizzy Drake show up at your son's baseball practice? Who did you connect with to get yeah. uh, Aubrey Graham in attendance? I, that came yeah, out of nowhere. That, yeah, that was crazy, man. I honestly... Uh, I got to get, you know, my little team, my coach's team called the San Diego Padres Scout Team, uh, now 16U. And one thing I'm about is, you know, in baseball, there's not a lot of minorities. And, and I'm not one of those coaches who I try to build a team, full, you know, only of minority kids. But, you know, I, I want to be able to get a lot of kids who can't afford to play, who aren't necessarily perfect game kids, mm -hmm. who don't have all these rankings, but they can ball and we can compete with the best. So we started out unranked. We finished the season seventh in the country, which was amazing. Uh, really opened up some eyes. We, you know, I'm on the phone with colleges each and every day trying to get kids recruited, get kids with scholarships. But uh, Drake saw a clip, uh, I think, on my son's TikTok. Follow Trent Maven on TikTok. I didn't know he was famous. Bad dad moment. Got to make sure you watch his <laughs> social media. 
even though he's a great kid, but apparently Drake saw some uh, some videos of our team, and he just, you know, and when we met him, he said, man, you guys had a different energy. You know, when you talk about watching amateur baseball, it's, it's you know, this American style of baseball is very uh, bland, blood, kind of a boring style of baseball. And my kids, I tell them, especially minority kids, a lot of times what I've realized in baseball, you know, they try to take the the that flair away from, you know, our kids and the way, you know, what what makes them great, and that's that passion. It's that enthusiasm that we play with. And when you take that from, from a kid, it kind of takes away from their game. I remember playing for the Marlins, and they, you know, was calling me in the office every week to cut my dreads. We need you to cut your dreads. We need you to cut your dreads. And I'm going – so I'm the Roberto Clemente Award nominee the prior year before. I, I'm, I'm all in the community, and all these minority kids that look like me, yep. you want me to go to them and say, hey, you know your favorite team, you're not even allowed to have dreadlocks, cornrows, or afros? Crazy. Hmm. So that's a crazy rule to begin with. So when I start to look at that, I go – you know, it, it, it just, for me, I want these kids to be themselves. If you can play, you can play. You can be humble, but still have emotion, still show passion, uh, still show charisma. You need and, a flair. You, you, you need a flair. You need some swag. You need it. You know, and, and times are changing, right? You know, Carlos Beltran used to tell me, it's like, the, uh, it's like the iPhone. All these old dudes, you know, if you don't update your iPhone, what happens? It gets slow. It starts to <laughs> start not work. It starts to bug out. It starts to shut off on you. You got to update with the times, man. And I'm, and I'm a big believer of updating with the times and, and allowing these kids to express themselves. And, and you'll be surprised how much joy they have. And they say, Coach, man, I, I you the first player, you know, coach I've ever played for. And I'm able to be myself and I'm able to have fun. I'm able to flex and I'm able to do this. And, and I love hearing that. So, he saw that and he said, you know, one, you guys look like me. Two, you guys were super lit. You know, Drake and his Drake boys, you guys were a vibe team, is what he told me. <laughs> I quote Drake. Uh, so he came out. He saw our video, reached out. Um, his, his group reached out. And, and they, you know, they got, got us out to Houston, looked out for us. We did a little promo for him. Um, and we got to meet Aubrey. So it was a cool experience, man. So that's what I'm trying to do, man, off the field now. Just create opportunities, experience for these kids that are life-changing. And, and that's what that, that's legacy for me, though, Keith, is, it's when somebody says, hey, Cam Maven changed my life. You know, we had a conversation, and he helped me. get. It's not trophies. It's not money. It's, it's what you do to inspire others is, is what real legacy is built off for me. And uh, it was just another moment of that, trying to create more opportunities for kids who might not get those opportunities. And Drake, you know, I got to shout him out. He was as humble and, and, and as, as energetic and just open as anybody, any superstar that you've ever seen. So it was, it was fun to work with him, and, you know, I hope that's not the, the last opportunity. No, I don't think it will be. Drake is always popping up around, especially you said Houston. The uh, the All-Star game is in Dallas this year. This past All-Star game, the Players Alliance flew me out to Seattle. I got to run with all the people in the Players Alliance. Uh, I was with Edwin Jackson, Curtis Granderson, CeCe Sabathia, Michael Bourne, and that whole crew. And, you know, we went out and supported uh, Little League softball. Not even Little League softball. There was a, a team that was full of high school girls going to college and you know, the whole initiative was around uh, getting baseball bats and gloves to minorities and, and kids that are underprivileged. So I'm right there with you on that whole initiative. And then, you know, speaking about the locks, like I got locks that flow down to my shoulders. Be and, you, uh, my guy. Be of you. course, I am. Um, five years ago when I started growing my hair, I, I quit my last corp- corporate job in the city. And I, I, I remember saying, I'm not cutting my hair again for a job. I'm just going to let my hair grow, and whatever I look like, they got to accept me as me. Exactly. MLB Network did. MLB Network reached out last season and talking about, like, cutting edge, evolving. You know, off off base was the first of its kind. It was a – It's first, man, and I love that show. You guys got goosebumps right now. You're talking about it, man. Shout out MLB Network, man. What a – 
What you talk about being progressive and understanding the times? And, Did and they have you moves. on this season? I stepped out because I had my son and my baby was born in the first week of the baseball season. Did they have you sit in my chair? Because my chair yeah, this season yeah, was yeah. all rotating couple, baseball players. Yeah, I had a couple a couple segments with X and, and Lauren, and and it was it was awesome, man. It, it, it's good for the game, man. And yeah. talk about youthful eyes on the game, right? At the end of the day, you know. The the old baseball fan is going to continue to be a baseball fan, but we want to get these kids, these young, these young men, these yeah, young women, to really game. become fans of the game. And how do you do that? Well, you add some younger faces to it. You add some people that they identify with that can speak that can speak their language and that they can understand. And I think that's what we're trying to do. I think I love the rule changes they did to make the game more exciting, and then have guys like you, myself, Xavier, who's amazing, uh, Yonder Alonzo, who I, who who's doing a great job. Talk about bilingual. Um, they they just they're doing a great job at MLB Network, man. Continue to continue to update the staff and, and stay uh, up to date with the times. Hey, I look forward to running into you over there uh, in Secaucus, uh, ladies oh, yeah. and gentlemen. Cameron Maben on the fan. You were just great. You killed it. But I knew you would. We knew you would. Hey, we got to get that Maven McPherson set, man. You don't got that collab going, my boy. <laughs> Maven McPherson, when baseball comes up, we'll have a, a weekly segment where we talk about all the dope little things that we see in the game. Heck I, I yeah, like man. it. I like it. Heck yeah. Hey, Cam, have a good one and, uh, you know, be good. Enjoy the holiday with your family and we'll talk soon. But yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your, the first Thanksgiving and Christmas with your little fella, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm a dad now when the holidays roll around. This is different. No, yeah, now you got somebody else to buy for you. Yeah. Yep, already on but it. Black remember, Friday, already on it. Just bought him crazy. a new stroller. <laughs> yeah, don't go too crazy. He can't do but so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's uh, seven months. He, he's not going to remember yeah, any you know of what? this. Perfect, perfect time to get him his first baseball, first bat. You're good. I was eight months. There you go. Perfect you're right. Time. You're right. I got to get a little plush one, but, a little soft one yeah. for him. Enjoy, enjoy the holidays, my brother, man. I'm proud of you, bro. Keep doing exactly what you're doing, bro. You, you're doing it the, the right way. Thank you. Appreciate the time tonight. Cameron Maven, once again, I mean, the guy is awesome. Uh, you just heard him for the last 25 minutes on the fan. He's on MLB Network. He called Yankee games last year, or two years ago. He called Tigers games last year. He's going to be in a booth again because, you know, he's a baseball guy. He's got a great voice. He's got the southern accent, the personality. He's Played for a bunch of different teams. He's coaching baseball. And, you know, this is what the future of baseball is like. Like, this is exactly what, you know, when you hear me talk about baseball, that passion, this is what we need to grow the game and move forward and get younger people into the game. And MLB Network is on it. And now WFAN is on it. You just heard him throw it out there. Maven and McPherson. Maybe we make a segment out of that. And, uh, you know, that hits WFAN coming up in this baseball season. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.